1: Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. I'm Marielle, and on today's episode, we will be talking about the power of authority with Chris Height, pastor of Jesus Church. Chris, it's such an honor to have you on the podcast today.
2: Hey, thank you so much. Honored to be here.
1: Well, I just wanted to start off by asking you a little bit about um, your journey with church planting and uh, what you're doing today.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, You know, it's been a a journey for sure. Well, we just celebrated as a church three years, um, and uh, three-year anniversary was a lot of fun, had a great time, and uh, just so cool to look back on all the things that God has done. I want to give a shout out today uh, to to ARC, the Association of Related Churches, and just say that if you're a church planter uh, or or someone who's potentially uh, going to plant a church uh, and you're not connected with ARC, uh, I don't get paid to say this, but I, I would do it regardless. Uh, man, you need to check out uh, ARC. They uh, just their heart for church planting, their heart for for God is, I think, is just the greatest that I've ever uh, encountered. So uh, anyways, ARC helped us plant uh, back in 2018. And uh, like I say, I just can't imagine not having those relationships um, that were established through ARC. My wife and I, we uh, moved to Volusia County, and we were in ministry for a number of years before that. God put it on our hearts to plant Jesus Church in January of 2018. And so we did, we sold everything and made some really tough decisions and moved our entire family about an hour and a half north of where we were and uh, just responded to really what we felt like was the voice of God and, and the vision for, for, our, for our family's future. So we planted 2018 and uh, it really has been just one moment after another, uh, just this journey of watching God be faithful.
1: That's awesome, thanks so much for sharing. And we love ARC. They're a partner of ours at Start Church, and um, it's just awesome to be able to partner with an organization that's helping church planners everywhere fulfill the call of God on their lives. Um, and so I, I want to ask you, you know, we've, we've faced such an interesting year with the pandemic and all of the different issues that have been going on in our country so I, i'm curious if you could speak into um what your experience has been you know as um a pastor a church planner um what's happened in your your own congregation and in your community
2: you know that's a that's a great great topic and uh you know i've seen so much i obviously am connected to Uh, a lot of pastors. I have a lot of friends that pastor. Uh, I actually am the third of three brothers who all pastor churches. And so I'm constantly in communication with other pastors. And it seems like we are all facing, uh, you know, a a variation of the same thing. Um, This pandemic that really is a global pandemic. uh, A lot of people, I think, feel like it's over but really uh, experts have told us that, that the effects of the pandemic are long lasting. And um, so I have seen the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Uh, I, I've seen churches pivot. I've seen uh, our own church pivot. We, we, we had to make some really difficult decisions on how we would continue to be a voice in our community. Um, and, and, and now really on an international level. Uh, so, yeah, it's been it's been a difficult season. I'd be lying if I if I didn't say that it has been, I would say, the greatest challenge of my life. And I've been married almost 17 years and have three children and foster two little boys. And so we, we've had some challenges, but leading in this pandemic has been difficult. I will also say um, it has exposed the resilience of God's people. And so I think really perspective is key when you are in a situation like we are as the body of Christ, Um, because on one hand, it looks like the glass is half empty, but on the other hand, you realize, wow, the glass really is half full. And so perspective is everything to me. I've seen, uh, you know, a number of, of terrible things happen. Like it seems like offense is at an all time high in the body of Christ. Uh, maybe our, our our sensitivity to that is is heightened, but it just seems like uh, people have left the church in droves. Uh, not just not just here locally, but every pastor I talk to, uh, we're now seeing a percentage return uh, of of people in our church. I will say we are actually back up to um, right where we were pre-COVID, and I do think that the smaller the church the easier it is for that church to bounce back and so uh, certainly that's the case but been a challenge and of course also just so resilient i'm so grateful
1: yes it's been just a crazy time for sure and that's encouraging to hear you know that there's a percentage that is starting to come back and you know i even just wonder if it's it's a little bit easier for smaller churches because people are looking for that connection and um they're yes. looking for that belonging and that community, which people are desperate for right now after such a long season of um being alone for a lot of people. Um and so hopefully we'll just begin to see, you know, over the next couple of months more people coming back to church. Um but you know, with all this in mind, Chris, I'm I'm curious if you could just speak into. Uh, a message that God has given you for this season? Is there like a right now word you feel like is really relevant um, for the church and the body of Christ?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, every person that I know in the body of Christ uh, that really loves God and and really pursues vision for their life always starts out with a word for the year. Um, Not just a singular word, but really a, a vision for the year. And uh, I asked the Lord for that as we were moving into this season of a brand new year and great potential. Uh, I asked God, give me a word. I had really a direction, a, a series that we would kick off the new year and and that was uh, that was a strong, a strong focus. But I said, God, I want a word to stand on. We have your word. We have, of course, the Bible and 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 that's so powerful. But give me something for this house. In fact, I said, God, give me something for my life. And I'll never forget the first Sunday that we came back together uh, in the new year as a church in worship. I felt the Holy Spirit speak so clearly to me, Chris, this will be the year of authority. And I felt like God said that that was for me in my house, but it was for everybody in our house. And of course, if it's for us, it's for the entire body of Christ. But I felt so strongly. That we had been beaten down by this pandemic and beaten down by this virus and beaten down by so many things. That really, this was God saying, I'm still on the throne, I'm still in control. Uh, I- I'm not in heaven scratching, scratching my head or wringing my hands trying to figure out what is the next move. Like, God. Uh, did not change through the pandemic. The Bible says in Malachi, I, the Lord, do not change. And so we do believe he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so God gave me that word authority, which I believe is, is his way of reminding us that we are not to live in reaction to everything that's happening around us. But as the people of God, we really can chart our course by the word of God and really the word that's in our hearts.
1: That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing. Um, So even along, let's just unpack this idea of authority. Um, So from, you know, what the Lord's been speaking to you, pastor, what are some keys that you want to share that would help walk in even greater authority, just in even practical ways for the times we're in?
2: Great question. I, you know, I think the the idea of authority it really is authorization, and I've told our church that as believers we have authority, and I think a, a lot of Christians, um, you know, sadly most Christians don't read their Bible on a consistent basis. Uh, Jesus said, "Give us this day our daily bread," and really the word is that for us we need to be in our words every single day. Uh, it's one of the great challenges of my life. Um, to stay in the word. I love God's word. It's, it's a lamp to our feet. It's a light into our path, but we get so busy. And so oftentimes it is something that we really do have to be diligent uh, in working towards making that a priority. But as you read through scripture, the idea of authority and authorization for the believer is all throughout scripture. It's in the Old Testament. Especially in the New Testament, Luke ten nineteen, Jesus says, "Behold, I have given you authority." And so we know that if Jesus gave it to us, uh, then 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 we should walk in it. He says to walk on snakes and scorpions, and authority over the all the power of the enemy. And he says these words: Nothing will injure you. I heard a lot of people through the pandemic they would quote Psalm ninety one, uh, and such a powerful powerful passage of Scripture. Um, But really, that is dealing with the authority. One of the things I think, though, that is important to, to note is that really before we can walk in that authority, we have to come in alignment under the authority of God. And I find that is one of the most challenging things for me is not trying to walk on my own authority, but really getting under the authority of God's word, the authority of God's plan, the authority of God's heart. The authority of God's purpose, really making sure that I'm not just living according to what I think is priority in the moment, but really saying every single day that I wake up, Holy Spirit, what do you have for me today? What is your plan? What is your priority?
1: Yeah, that's so good. Um, so even just along these lines, what are some of the blocks that you feel like are keeping people from, from entering into that authority that God has for us?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, as I mentioned before, just just spending time with the Lord, I, I do believe like the presence of God, it is the place in which all of our authority is released. And so, you know, it's crazy to me if if we ever had the understanding, if we ever really got that revelation, that the more time we spend with God, the less time we spend in the world, the more authority we would be able to operate in. Uh, we would be an immovable force for the kingdom. So the presence of God, we 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 really do have to prioritize the presence of God at our church. Uh, we unapologetically take our time in worship uh, because we I realize that I can't preach to a group of people who have not yet been transformed by the Word of God and by the presence of God. Of course, there are people every single week in our church who are saying yes to Jesus for the first time. And they respond to that, but we really do prioritize getting into the presence of God. And so uh, we just understand that the presence of God is that place. And so God puts that authority over us to bring the best out in us. And so when we submit to the presence of God, it really is bringing out impurities. It really is bringing to life every bit of potential that we have. And so one of the things that I've said in this season to our church is that we receive authority when we embrace authority. And I know that one of the things that got Satan removed from the position he had in heaven were five I will statements. And they were statements that really uh, took a level of authority God never intended for him to have. So we receive authority when we embrace authority. And I really think that, that uh, until we fight pride and arrogance, until we fight insecurities, until we find all of our safety and security in the presence of God, we'll never tap into that authority that God said is possible.
1: Chris, you brought up a really interesting statement. You said that there were five, I will statements that um, Satan made. And so, I would love for you to unpack that a little bit because I feel like there's some insight that we can get from that.
2: Yeah, this is uh, this is one of the challenges that we face as well. Um, we can we can learn clearly in Scripture that anytime we we try to usurp that authority that really God has not entrusted to us, it gets us into so much trouble. Uh, Isaiah, many people probably are familiar with it, but there are five phrases that express really the, the sinful desires that, that Satan had, um, they each begin with this I will statement. And they're revealing really this self-sufficiency, this self-worship. If we're not careful, we might not even set out in our hearts to do this or to portray this, but oftentimes we we are so self-reliant Satan says in Isaiah chapter 14, it's verses 13 through 14. Uh, he's, he said, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. He says the fourth thing, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. And, and this is probably the, the most dangerous. He says, I will be like the most high. And you know, God says that he won't share his glory with anybody else. He is, a, he is a jealous God for those who 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 submit to him. And so Satan says these statements, he makes these statements, which really ultimately, I think, um, really were just a, a picture, uh, kind of a window into his motivation. And I think we should just kind of stop uh, today and say, God, really what, you know, through our communication, through our relationships, through our pursuits, you know, what are we saying? We might not be saying, you know, we're, we're going to try to, you know, edge God out and, and 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 take that position of authority over our future and over our families. But reality is, you know, sometimes uh, it's not just what we say, but it's really what we're doing. Um, and so I think we ought to just stop and reflect and say, I wonder what we're doing today that Really is uh, focused on us being in authority instead of getting under that initial authority of God.
1: Right, that's some really great insight. And I think for a lot of leaders and pastors, they may not be taking that inventory and assessing, you know, what they're doing on Sunday mornings and thinking, um, you know, I what am I doing that's not in God's plan? Like they're just not taking that time to to really assess you know, how do I get on God's page? How do I follow the presence of God? And I think it just takes, you know, um, some humility. It takes some evaluation of what they're doing and not being afraid to lay down their own plans and pick up the plans of God. Um, and that takes, sometimes it's vulnerable to lay down what we had planned and ask the Lord to come in and, and say, okay, God, I lay this all down. What is it that you want to do today? Um, but it's that I believe that's that process of coming under the authority of the presence of God. Like, I will lay down my plans to do what is on your heart, whatever it looks like. Um,
2: so and, good. So good.
1: Yeah. And I also just want to, you know, speak to what you're talking about with all the I uh, will statements that the enemy made. You know, if in contrast, if we're looking at the life of Jesus, you know, like it talks about in Philippians 2. Jesus made himself nothing, and he was, you know, the very likeness of God, and because he walked in that humility, God exalted him to the highest place, and, um, you know, yes. when we're walking in that humility, which is, of course, the opposite of pride, what we see in those I will statements that the enemy made, when we're walking in that humility before the Lord, he will exalt us, you know, his presence will come, and people will be drawn to that. Um and and that's what people are hungering for, especially like whether or not they know it. That's what's going to draw people into churches today to have a real encounter with yes. the presence of God, and that humility from leaders that draws that presence is what is what we need to see happen. Um, and so I, I just I just love you know that what you're what you're walking in, Chris, and what the Lord's been sharing with you. And so I I would actually love to hear some more thoughts on this, you know, what, what do you think it would look like if, you know, your church really gets a hold of this um, idea of authority and even just the church at large, what would it look like for, um, you know, the body of Christ to really start walking in authority
2: uh, it's such a great question, and I, I think, you know, the number one reason people don't receive from God today, and if anybody should be a picture uh, of what it looks like to serve a God who's faithful, a God who cares, a God who loves, I, I really think the number one reason we don't receive from God is because we don't operate in authority. So we talked a lot about getting under authority And, and, and that's so good because I do feel like that's the starting place that you have no authority until, until God is the authority in your life. But once you move past that place, and once you realize that, wow, God opposes the proud, but he exalts those who are humble, you get to that realization and that becomes a pattern for living for you. Um, Then I think you just have to, you just have to say, I'm going to make an intentional effort to walk in authority. I'm going to receive from the Lord because I take authority. So you get under God's authority, but watch this. Now you get over all of the things that are trying to, that are trying to keep you held down. And so I said, I said that, uh, you know, some of us are more aware of what's against us than what is for us. And I think it's so important that That we understand the the authority that God's called us to, we really do have to be mindful that it's a command. I think a lot about uh, the story of Peter uh, when he walked on water toward Jesus. And I know Peter gets a lot of he gets a lot of critique on you know how he was walking, and then he took his eyes off Jesus. And I always like to think like, well, I wonder how many people who critique Peter have ever walked. On water, you know what I mean. <laughs> I just wonder how many people have I've ever trusted God to the degree. You know, it's really easy to criticize, but the Bible says that Jesus says to him, uh, he says, "Hey, hey, don't be afraid." You know, of course the disciples are afraid. It's the fourth watch of the night. It, it was between three a.m. and six a.m. And here Jesus comes out walking on the water, and Peter says, after Jesus just says, "Take heart, it's I." Peter says, "Lord, if." It's you, which I think really exposes our humanity. Uh, but he says, command me to come to you on the water." Well, this word command, I love to really do word studies in Scripture. I think it's very important that we don't just read through our Bible on a surface level, but we really do dissect from the original language in which Scripture was written. Um, what those words mean, there's so there's such depth and fullness. to to the word of God, we just have to kind of dig a bit, but the word command really means to authorize. And so Peter was saying, if you'll authorize me to do it, you don't even have to explain how it's gonna happen, how I'll defy the, the law of gravity, how I'll defy the law of physics. You know, It's humanly impossible to walk on top of something like water. But if you will give me authorization, that's all that I really need in order to walk in that direction. And it really is just a powerful, powerful realization that that God's command is God's enablement. God will command us to do things. He will also enable us to do things. God loves us. He's, he's, He's not just a loving God, like God is love. So God will never tell us to do something that he has not already enabled us to do. And so really that word command again is, is authorization. And I just think that we need to be diligent to study the scriptures and find out, Holy Spirit, what is it in these last days? I do believe, Mariel, that we're living in the last days. I, you know, I know there are different ideas on that, but I think it's plain in scripture that uh, that that all the things that need to align are aligning now. And and we, we know the rapture of the church is is uh, it, it's going to happen. Uh, you know, will it will it happen in the next five minutes, the next five days, the next 50 years? Well, we don't know that, but we do know that one day Jesus is coming back for the church, and I love that. So we have to find out between that time and, and where we are now, what are the things that God has commanded us in scripture to do? Of course, there's some things that obviously try to keep us from those things. We got to choose like Peter chose to get over the very thing that would have, that would have stopped him from coming to Jesus. He had to, he had to get that authorization and say, the authorization from God is more important to me than the limitations of man.
1: Wow. Those are some great thoughts. Pastor, and I would agree with you. I mean, it feels like, well, it's true that we're closer to the return of Jesus than we've ever been before. And um, everything does seem to be lining up. And with that in mind, you know, Jesus said before he'd return, the gospel would be preached to the whole earth. And so while we're still here, you know, a lot of people have a lot of fear over what's going on, like we were talking about earlier. But if we're still here, you know, if if the bride of Christ is still on the earth, that means that there are assignments that God has for us. And I think, you know, once the church really, really starts to get a hold of our identity in Christ and the authority that he's given us, we're going to start to see a move of God like has never happened before. Because if Jesus said the gospel will be preached to the whole earth before he returns, then that means it's going to be very big. And we haven't seen it yet, but it's on the way and God wants his people ready. You know what I mean? He wants um, harvesters to go out into the field and what you're sharing today is all it's it's just a part of the keys and the tools that um, the body of Christ needs we need to understand authority and that God is authorizing us to bring his kingdom to earth. Um, and so, Pastor, I would love, you know, if you would actually pray for our listeners to just um, get a hold of this idea, this concept, this gift of authority, and that they just would begin to see it um, just start to become real in their, in their walk with God and, and the lives of those that they're leading.
2: I'll be honored to do that. And I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you guys are doing at Start Church I can tell you our church uh, would absolutely not be where we are today, uh, I'm confident, without our partnership with Start Church. So thank you so much for everything you guys provide to churches all across the world.
1: It's our honor to help churches like yours, you know, just fulfill what God's given you to lead and to protect it as well. So we're so glad that we could be a part of your journey.
2: Amen. I'll go ahead and pray. Father, we love you. And we thank you, Lord, for the promises of your word today. God, I I thank you for every person who's listening today. What a privilege it is, God, to come together on platforms just like this one. God, where we can be strengthened, we can be encouraged, we can be challenged. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would do that in my own life, Lord, that you would challenge us to trust you, to a greater degree god that our love for you our desire for you our passion for for the purposes of your church god would grow and flourish lord i pray that we would take authority over every thought god that would keep us from progressing in this season i know this is not the easiest season for pastors and believers and churches to flourish in but god i just know that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I know that you are so much greater than anything we face via persecution, uh, via the virus. God, anything that has tried to come against your church, you said you would build this thing. God, in spite of all that, you knew when you made that statement to the disciples 2,000 years ago, that these moments right here would come to pass. And so I thank you, God, today that you are strengthening every listener. God, that you're reminding us that as we get under your authority, Holy Spirit, you will empower us in supernatural ways, God, to accomplish everything that you've placed as a priority in the kingdom. I pray that you would use us today, God. I pray that people would see you through us, that they would not just see us, but they would say like, Paul, it's not I that lives but it's Christ that lives within me. I pray, God, that a, a, a desperation, God, uh, among believers and listeners today, God would, would just push them, God, to point people to Jesus like they never have before. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. We give you the credit for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much for praying for us. And it's just been such an honor to have you on the podcast today. And I want to ask you, you know, um, two last questions before we get off. So do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share on authority?
2: Yeah, you know, just, just that we have it. I think that's the greatest realization that many people are, are just not in touch with, that whatever you're facing today, uh, we all face insecurities of different, of different shapes and sizes. But you just know today, believer, that you have the authority of God and anything that God needed for you to have to accomplish his perfect will for your life, you have it today as you reach out to him.
1: That's so good. And so, uh, Chris, how can people stay connected with you and your church? What are some platforms that we can reach you on?
2: Absolutely. So at Jesus Church, we're online at JesusChurchPO.com on uh, Facebook and Instagram. They can, they can uh, get in touch with us, Jesus Church uh, PO on Instagram, Jesus Church on Facebook, as well as our YouTube channel. Uh, you can search uh, Jesus Church of Port Orange right there on the YouTube channel. Stay connected. You can subscribe. Uh, of course, we're every week producing new content. And uh, me personally, I'm on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. And uh, yeah, love to share all the things that God's doing through our church.
1: Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
2: Hey, my pleasure. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Enjoyed it.
0: Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church, Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.